0: This podcast is brought to you by STEM Recruitment Solutions. STEM Recruitment Solutions was formed to merge the knowledge and recruitment skills of Scotland's best-known and talented technical recruiters, covering jobs from bench to boardroom, across the science, technology, engineering and maths industries. STEM Recruitment Solutions is an independent specialist consultancy working with and supporting clients on the cutting edge of their industry. STEM exists because they know firsthand that good people can transform business and the right jobs transform lives. Find out more at stemrecsolutions.co.uk And if any business comes to STEM through the podcast, they've pledged to make a donation to the football club. So please, mention us when you get in touch. Right, welcome to the OTL podcast. Uh, I'm an emergency podcast Cobra committee meeting called. Uh, there's been quite a lot happening, so we just thought it was worth getting our heads together, having a bit of discussion about it. And I'm, I'm glad to be joined by my two teachers again. So you two must be the the dream team. I seem to pair you up together each time. So Sean
1: Smith, welcome back, Sean. Hi, Colin. Fa- uh, thanks for having me on again. Um, there's certainly lots to uh, lots to talk about since we were since we were last on. So looking forward to getting stuck into that.
0: Yeah, and our self-declared historian, Colin Campbell. Hi, Colin, how are you?
2: Yes, a retired uh, historian. People used to ask me, what did I teach? And I said, badly.
0: (laughs) I'm sure that wasn't the case.
2: (laughs) There (laughs) are many, many witnesses. (laughs)
0: If, if you have been poorly taught by Colin, uh, then please get in touch with We won't be able to do anything about it. It would have been nice to know, isn't it, in terms of the, the, the podcast. But, right, Colin, in the, the group chat, uh, someone was uh, had described it as the end of an era. And you said, as a historian, it's not, and yet four years isn't an era. So, uh, what, what, well, let's go through the, the, the stages that we, we have had recently. We better start with the playoff final. So, you guys came on at the start of the playoff run. And Colin, you said you feared that Queens Park may draw their way through this and end up winning a promotion, and, and so it proved. So, what what are your thoughts? A week in a bit on on the, the the playoff. How did it leave you feeling? It
2: begins with a G and ends with a D. Um, I not, a not not good. Uh, or even longer. A bit gutted. <laughs> um, I did stay to at the end of the game for about five six minutes but I couldn't face uh, applauding the team off of you know what I mean I felt I felt kind of bad leaving it kind of early but um at the semi-final stage of Montrose um a Montrose fan said to me he did well today but you'll not beat them firmly. um and I thought mm-hmm. he got that wrong but so also did we. Um I felt I felt really bad. I go over it quite quickly I must say. Uh, although other folks seem to have it's lingered with other people um, haven't supported AJ for so long, uh, I think you have to just go over with it. Um, but
1: it was it was a real downer. How about you, Sean? Uh, well, firstly, I'd like to retract my positive comments about playoffs uh, from the last podcast. <laughs> um, I thoroughly dislike playoffs and I've seen enough playoffs <laughs> to the last a lifetime. I think, um, yeah, uh, much the same as Colin. Uh, really gutted, really disappointed. Um, I, f- I think, I, I, I think it's probably up there with the with the worst of the playoff defeats because I think this time you really felt like you know, this was our chance. This was the opportunity we had the the best team we've had in a long time, and you really thought if we if we did ultimately go up and win it, that we could then maybe go on and um, do do quite well in the championship, and also as well you know you're playing a team you finished 21 points ahead of and that should be a that should be a game that that you should be winning um so i f- so i think that was part of it as well um yeah but really gutted and just really deflated as well and it was the same during the game like the longer the game went on you just had that feeling that that the that that that, that was blowing that we were going to lose and that queens park would ultimately queens park would ultimately go on to win i think for me it was the uh, the moment when Callum Smith went off, when he went off, that was, I think I knew at that point that that that, that it was over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really deflating, really gutted. And then since then, I've kind of went between, um, like Colin said, getting over it quite quickly and, you know, being used to it and whatnot. And then other times being, you know, thinking back on it and being disappointed. But I think now, especially with, with what's went on over the last, I guess, 24 hours, um, I it's not it's it's not lingering on the mind anymore and there's certainly that there's more stuff to be uh to be to be dwelling on. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so I, I, I I pondered in the days after it when the fact that a team that chased Cove all the way ended up failing against a team that in a sense kinda no sneaked into the playoffs but never really had to have that drive that we needed, and we came up short uh, for Cove. And I wondered whether we just ran out of ideas. It wasn't as bad as the Morton playoff defeat, where we just looked exhausted. I think that game was there for the winning on the Sunday. And I'm no one to blame necessarily individuals or that, but there was some crucial decision-making that kind of let us down. Uh, on the day They were much better Than people predicted Because I think They had recovered In their season Towards the end Whereas I think we were We were toiling Just a wee bit but
1: Yeah, I think, I, yeah. I'd, say over, I'd say Over the two games I think Queen's Park Deserved to win it Like Our two goals Were, were set pieces And McCabe's yeah. goal Was a It was a cracking free kick But other than that Well we Obviously we had a couple of chances In the home leg But we never really looked like Scoring or had a Sustained bit of pressure, so I think over the two legs, they, I think over the two legs, they deserved
0: it. I think. So I agree with both of you in terms of. I think it's the lowest I've felt after one of our many many playoff disasters, probably because of how good the team had been and that real feeling that they deserved it. I was anxious on the, the day of the second leg because I think I, I really hoped that even. The, even though there'd been six games already, and like four of them had been draws, one of them had been a very tight win with a McAleer goal. Another one had been a really good performance by us at home. I just still kind of hope maybe in the Thursday night we we're going to turn up and blow them away. Wasn't the case at all. We we're probably lucky to get a town with the with the one each. Uh, and I just had a kind of sinking feeling that this is going to go wrong. And that's probably just being a football fan. You're hoping to, that they're going to prove you wrong. It was amazing to see the the main stand full because uh, that, that's not... I can't think that that's been the, the case at any of the other playoffs. And this team's been under-supported, I think, for how good that they've been. So it was great that the town came out, neutrals and ground toppers and whatever else topped it up. Um, it was really good. I think it probably threw the support a bit. So I was certainly I was down the Petersburg Road end where I would never sit. But it was just I was in not that long before kick-off and it was the only place I could, uh, I could find a seat. But I think... Uh, well, probably songs would catch on usually because the people that might join in are all sitting within the vicinity. Uh, there wasn't really a great atmosphere, it was just that song about them hating Tree that was ringing in my ears for uh, most of the game. Um, I, I mean, It's an extra time defeat. You're right, our two goals were um, set pieces, but I think they relied heavily on Simon Murray, who I just thought was probably the best player in the the park over the two legs. Created a goal in that first game out of nothing uh, and then obviously wins the penalty in the end. But as you say about decision-making, Colin, having watched the highlights back, uh, the chance that that Gallagher's got where Easton plays a beautiful through ball, he needs to take it in his stride and finish it and it just kind of ricochets between his legs. I think that's the one. And I think in a big playoff match, you know it's going to be tight. We still we had the chance there to to win it, uh, and I mean I, I really like Gallagher, but I think that's his one fault that's, that he, he probably sometimes he needs a few chances to get a goal, and then that big game you don't get
2: loads of chances. That's one of the, that, that's one of the yeah. things I kind of noted down uh, here. It was at the, at the time of the game I thought, oh, it's a great ball. Oh, he's got to get it. Yeah. Um, and he didn't. I've watched the highlights in various installments. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't do it for the first few days. I've retained them all, um, and I, I kept clipping through to the bit where he's going to score. He's going to score, and he does score. Uh, so th- that that kind of thing th- that might well have won the game, yeah. But it might not have. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: think. So on you go, Sean. Oh, sorry. Um, I think as well if we'd held on to our lead a bit longer, um, that that would have helped as well because we um, we were saying on the way over to the on the way over to the game that. We, we thought whoever scored first would probably win and then obviously Airdrie did and we were we were feeling elated but then you know within five minutes I, or was, like, they'd equalized and then you're back to square one so that that I think that killed a bit of a bit of momentum and a bit of confidence as well so maybe if we'd held out a bit longer we might have um that that, that might have helped as well and again helps with your confidence and retaining the ball and 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 whatnot and it was, it was another, the first goal was another soft goal to lose, which was a bit of a theme uh, through the well, through the season, but through the playoffs, um, unfortunately, as well.
2: One of the difficulties I found in the, the after-match stuff was we've been at nearly all the games and seen nearly all the games, but a lot of folk seem to be coming who I don't think saw the away games, saw some of the scraping through that we... We did so. Our expectations, I think, were very high. I expected them to be, to be met, but I think that's why the crowd were flat. You know, I think there was a lot of new folk, folk no sitting in the same place. <laughs> I never even saw some of the guys that used to sit around me because they would arrived a bit late, and you know that area was fairly packed at that point. So, but decision making. As usual, it's narrow margins. As Andy Murray says when he loses yet another tiebreak, um, and Ian Murray says similar kind of things. Um, yeah, very disappointing.
0: And what are ex-managers or anything that you think he could have done to give us a better chance
1: in in those two games? I thought, yeah, the, I, thought, I thought the substitutions in the in the second game were a bit strange. Here, here. Um, yeah, he took off um he took off Abbey um quite early actually and um obviously what, what, what I was saying, we hadn't created a lot of chances. I thought Afalabi Abbey was probably the only forward who was getting a bit of joy at that point in the game. And the Queen's Park centre halves are obviously quite big and quite physical and he, he offers you a, a counterpoint to that. So I thought that was a bit strange. And then he took off Gal as well. And again, while obviously, you know, he should have put away that chance, he's still the he's still probably the forwards you'd, you'd keep on the park in, in the hope that he'll get on the end of something, and then Smith, I think Smith was injured, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he might have been, so you can't help yeah, that. Yeah, I
2: think Smith had taken a knock about yeah. five minutes
1: before it,
2: um, but yeah. we, aye, we ended up with well Jordan, Yeah, that, that told you everything.
1: Yeah, exactly, I mean, you're ending a playoff final with Gabby McGill and Jordan Allen up front, and you know no harm to them, I, I, I like them both, but yeah, it's not the it's not the front two you'd picked. It's not the front two you'd picked to, to be um, to beat that team. Aye, exactly. Yeah, in a, in a playoff final, exactly.
2: So yes, I, I'll I, <laughs> I'll blame Mister Murray. I'm allowed to blame people. Folks say uh, we all wanted him out at various stages. I, I never, I was never one of the ones who said he should go or in But we're all entitled to moan. It's as if, you know, I remember in the old uh, the stomp, we used to be described as the happy clappers. Uh, because by and large we were supporting the club. But I mean you're you're entitled to say if you think
1: the manager has got something wrong on the day, you know. Well, that's that's why we go. Absolutely. And it was it was quite strange as well because I mean we saw in the Montrose game, you know, um Murray, he is he has partial to to throwing on forwards and just going for it. And so it was it was strange that he seemed to revert back to just making like for like subs and swapping forwards for forwards when you'd think you know it's a it's the playoff final it's the last game just go for it you know bring on you know it's fine to bring on Jordan and finally bring on Gabby but you know you know just go for it maybe you know take off a defender or or whatever and so it seemed a bit weird. <laughs> we'll we'll, he, we'll he, debate he, this for a
2: while. There was one crucial guy mm-hmm. should have come off.
1: Well, yeah, I've I was thinking, <laughs> thinking much the same thing as well as where as, soon, before, as, the as soon as he
2: got his yellow card, he should have been taken off. Yeah, that annoyed me at the time. I kept saying, "We're so slow; things are running by us. We're not getting empty up the park quickly." But needs must. I suppose he decided that that was the shape he wanted. So who am I? I mean, I, I was I, I
1: was not a very good footballer. <laughs> no, I do agree with you. I mean, the game was. The game was passing Agnew by really, and so were the Queen's Park midfield, literally. And you know, would McCabe have made a difference in there? Quite possibly, would have I think. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll never know now. It's it's been and gone, but um, but yeah, that's that's definitely a, the the substitution I I would have made, and I certainly would have made it a lot earlier than than what he did.
2: Yeah. Over to you, Colin. <laughs> I think that's Tesco
1: shop has arrived
0: as I'm doing this, which is really, uh, <laughs> really taking multitasking to all the right, well, listen, to the you'll, limit. You'll, no, it's all right. We can. Uh, I can. Thank you. Uh, I can. I can multitask. Uh, yeah. So, I, I I agree, Sean. I think something you said was uh, on the, the day of the game, kind of in the, the chat, which was, I think there was some conversation about do you start Afalabi, and look, he won the the free kick, which is. Uh, Got as the goal i think he was like a i think he was a bit of a, a wrecking ball uh and, and was just causing me him at the start but i think in that that selection you described him as he's maybe better as an impact sub and i think it was it was quite brave starting him and gallagher at the same time i think it maybe just didn't come off because as you see once those subs were made i couldn't see his i couldn't see his scoring so i think having one off him or gallagher to come on would have made a difference, but I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll never know. Um, but yeah, I think I think it was a couple of things that they just quite annoyed me, and also having not seen a long throw since the start of the season, uh, it suddenly reappeared. So, sitting down at the Petersburn, where it felt like Bruce McKay was up every two minutes trying to launch the ball into the box against. The land of giants. Uh, I couldn't see how it was ever going to come off. So why were we reverting to that in the biggest game when we know, uh, actually, what we want is a ball at Dylan Easton's feet, and that's unlikely to happen from somebody
1: lobbing it twenty yards into the box. Yeah, exactly. You want you want the ball at Easton's feet. You want Callum Smith running at there. Uh, you want Callum Smith running at their big defenders, and uh, we just never we just never really did that in in either leg actually, um, which is disappointing because. Um, I think um, I think David on the chat, you know, he was talking a lot about how Smith was playing so deep, and he's right. You know, Smith had scored the hat trick um, the the week before, and so for him to play to play so deep and not really have a chance over the two legs was was disappointing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Anything else from Colin? You've been brave enough to watch the highlights a couple of times. It sounds like anything else you would have picked out as maybe a wrong decision on the day.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think largely in the subs, I would agree with that. Um... I just felt that uh, they had players who suddenly reappeared, if you know what I mean. Uh, Murray was really, really good. The the Montrose guy had given for and McKee quite a tough time and Murray's his pace was was worrying. The the boy that they go for Edinburgh City, uh, is it Liam Brown?
1: Yeah, that's him, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Liam Brown, he had a much better game than he had in any of the the Previous ones, yeah. and even was a Connor Smith who, who <laughs> I, I'd, I'd never Alan's seen brother. him before? Yeah, I, so he's he's college brother. I, I'd never seen him before. And there's a wee guy who dived a lot, but uh, what's his name, Luca Connell? But I mean, I thought it, it, it was Smith and the guy Brown, and of course, the center half was magnificent, yeah. Falkirk. He was really, really good. And even even the other, you know, Peter Grant, who's a very experienced player. Even Doyle. I mean, I thought Doyle was dreadful at Falkirk. Um, so they, they just seemed to be a team on the day. And we, we'd made changes that I don't think worked. I wouldn't have started Afalabi up front. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you, 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 uh, you,
2: you I know. said wait,
0: the last time you were on, and then he's become a cult hero ever since, Colin. But, but yeah, uh, no, I, I, I can see. I think he probably merited his start just from what he'd done, and he's he's coming on from uh, the the bench, uh, and I do think I like, get the start of the game when we were bright for ten minutes or whatever it was. A lot of it was he seemed to be causing a bit of just chaos, not necessarily uh, elegant or technically good player. It was just. Just had absolute pain for them and won the free kick. Um, I, mean, I mean,
2: Alex said that he scored a great goal against Montrose um, and was, and he assisted in a lot of them as well. Yeah. I just felt it meant that Callum Smith was kind of yeah. pushed to wide midfield. So, so we didn't really have, a, have the kind of four-one-three sort of idea that we had had before. It was just a bit gone you know, four-one-four. I couldn't work out what he expected Carl Smith to do apart from running up and down the park. Um, so, I would probably have kept him for bringing him on. Yeah. But, again, I was not a good footballer and when I managed my school football team, we get beaten in a final as well, so.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and that that's sport, right, so it needs, it's, there's always going to be a, a loser there. And I think, I'm not as I've not been as down after the game just because I kinda very rationally I just look at Queen's Park as an operation, they've just spent tons of money and they should never have had this chance. Is the unfairness of the playoff system. But I mean they've got have got from different hibs. Uh I'm sure Simon Murray's on far more money than any of our players. They're not relying on just getting loanees in everywhere like, like we have. Uh they went and got Owen and Sandy. Uh and yeah. Uh, albeit uh, they had to get someone else in until Owen's contract was up, so he's there helping out or whatever. Uh, they obviously have got a lot of investment behind them, uh, and, and we, we can't match that. We we outplayed them for the season, hence why we finished twenty-one points above them. Uh, but they only lost seven games all year; we lost six, so it was always yeah. going to be tight. Uh, yeah, that's I why
2: I that's why I predicted the drawing their the way to the. Yeah,
0: so, all, um... I think it's a, it's a massive opportunity miss that will really hurt uh, the club because just what it would have meant to us to, to get up um, but we just need to dust ourselves down and go again then along comes the next bombshell is that Ian Murray's away so as of today but the, the rumours have been there for, for the last few days it seemed like the writing was on the wall so looking back on his time, we won't call it an era but his four, four <laughs> years with us how, you, how
1: do you feel about his departure. Sean, we'll start with you. I think I've got mixed feelings. Like um I, I would have liked him to stay. I, I think this this is probably the first season where it's really it's really just been Murray, um handprints on the it's it's been Murray's handprints on the team and and on the on the field setup as a whole. Uh, and and you you can see you, you, you can see that you can see the benefits of that. You know, he was able to put his own team together, play an attractive style of football and, and win games. Um, so mixed. So I'm disappointed in that sense because I think you know, e- even though we'd lost the final, if he'd stayed, then you know we might have been able to we, we, we might have been able to to build on what he did and continue on with that. And uh, I mean, there's no reason somebody new still can't do that, of course. But but yeah, I definitely say mixed feelings. I think because um, I think Murray's tenure, I think it has been, I think it has been reasonably mixed, and you could probably split it. You could probably split it in two almost I guess, um obviously uh, well, I, I think I've always liked Murray a bit more than a lot of people had I think there's there were some fans who, who who never really took to him at all until until this season when they when they had to um but the, there's there's always been criticisms there uh that I've had of Murray, obviously less so this season um but I think like we were talking about uh, there some of them i guess came came back a little bit in the in the playoff final like weird you know, weird substitutions, changing the team a little bit um, stuff like that. So, uh, so mixed feelings, I guess, because like I said, I would, I would like him to stay. I think, he, I think he deserved that um, after the season we've had, but it's it's an opportunity as well. Um, obviously, we don't know who's going to come in, but uh, it is an opportunity now um, for, for someone new to come in, maybe, you know, build on, uh, build on and evolve what Murray's done and hopefully, oh, and hopefully get us over the line, which, as well as Murray did, ultimately, ultimately he never managed. You know, he lost two playoff, he lost two, he lost two playoff finals in, in disappointing fashion. So, so i mixed feelings, I guess, um, disappointed, but potentially excited that this new opportunity that that, that we've got.
2: Yes, I, I tend to agree with much of what Sean says. Steadily improving over the, the four seasons. A very difficult season with the COVID stuff. Um, backroom machinations that I don't think necessarily helped him Um, but this was his team this year it was his tactics Um, if he failed I suspect the board might well have moved him on anyway Um, I think we came so close that they might well have said "Right, we give it another go particularly if we can keep a lot of the players Um, but once you saw Dunfermline sacking their manager and Race for sacking their ma- or no sacking, but McGlynn moving and Falkirk abandoning any attempt at a sensible management policy, I think he was always likely to not seek a move. That's me being cynical. Um, but if the chance came up, I think he would have gone uh, even if we would succeeded. So I would give him eight out of ten. He's certainly the best manager we've had for the last 20 years uh, after the the first promotion with Sandy. I mean, we've had some dreadful managers during that period. Um, So he took us really close, but not close enough. I watched his interview on Wraith Rovers television, and the fact that they've got Wraith Rovers television (laughs) and they can do a half-hour broadcast means he's probably made the right career choice. Um, very, very professional. A wee bit suky about you know <laughs> how, how how much you love Deirdre and all that kind of stuff. Um, but very impressed by the press conference. We all ever saw him in snippets. You know, we we never ever had a a half hour uh, session or end. It was always just wee snippets where he was either disappointed or elated. Um, so much better this year, but. A bit like Sean, mixed feelings, which is I think what a lot of people have said. I don't think Emily's crying that he's going, if you know what I mean.
0: I think it took him a very long time to win the fan base over. And in fact, we've spoken on here before about that nice Player of the Year award thing that they did uh, after the the Peterhead game, there was a kind of there's only one Ian Murray chant broke out. Uh, I mean, unusual, that was, yeah. yeah, very unusual, and, and and really nice to to see. And I think just recognition of uh, what he'd done. Uh, I'm the same as you both. I, I can see it both ways. Has he improved their yes massively. Two second place finishes is a success, and a, a logical system that would have got the team promoted, but unfortunately the playoffs it didn't. Not the biggest budget in the league, I wouldn't have thought. So punching above our weight in terms of outperforming Falkirk over the last couple of years, and even outperforming Queen's Park in the, the league this year. So all of that in the, the plus column, I think the, the question mark I would have is, in these big matches, three defeats to Rovers in the covid shortened season when they won the league, three defeats to Partick Thistle last year, again, a COVID-reduced season. Um, but I think that was two home games as well. Uh, and this year four games against cove two defeats and two draws uh and pair that with the playoffs so you then start to think okay you can you can make an argument that each of those teams was probably better resourced than than ours was but that's always going to be the case like we've got Dunfermline and Falkirk this year we've got bigger fan bases so we need to find a way to uh to be able to overcome that and, and he's i think that is a big question mark i would have on him like why were we never able to even just in a one-off home game uh the three defeats to Wraith rovers were all one nils. so that was uh that was disappointing and i think that's a, the question mark i would have and that's why yes i'm sad to see him going yes i think he did do a good job uh like you it was quite i watched both the Wraith rovers press conference and uh his bit for Wraith rovers tv um, which is probably a bit, a bit weird, but uh, yeah, we don't, we don't have that facility. But I, I do think like you never really got to know him over the four years. He always seemed quite guarded and didn't give away too much. It was nice to, this year I thought you finally saw him having a bit of a joke when Stuart Matthew had not tweeted about his birthday when he tweets about every player's and and, and just wee things like that. We wee bit of. Laughter back and forth. It doesn't need to be to the extent of uh, the Montrose guys, who I know that Colin, you, you love so much when sure Petrie does. <laughs> he's he's post matching the, the hospitality, but it would have been nice to just for him to open up a bit sooner because uh, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I don't really know um, what Ian Murray's like as a person, but I think he did. Uh, was it was increasing returns. The, the thought I had after the playoff was okay, what well, if we can keep as much of this squad together, accepting that you're probably going to lose Dylan Easton, but you might have a good chance of keeping the vast majority of the rest of them. Not have this massive turnaround of playing squad so that we can go into the League Cup, maybe with a bit of momentum from the season before. His recruitment was always good. I think that's another one of these plus columns. So if he could have found another couple of gems to add to, to that squad, hit the ground running and not started slowly in the the league as we we did last year, but I think justifiably, just given the turnaround, uh, then maybe we could have got a jump on Falkirk, you're probably going to have to change around quite a bit in Dunfermline and and had a right good run at the title. Like you, Sean, I think the opportunity is still there for any coach to come in and do that. I think the fact that Murray made the thing about reconnecting with the fan base, yes, by the end of the the playoff run uh, but let's see if we can get someone exciting in to uh, bring some of them back and try and get their tendencies into four figures on average for next season uh, and go again.
2: As a historian I had a look back at uh, all our previous managers back to Willie Steele in the 1950s which will take people by surprise and uh, apart from Ian McCall I can't remember anybody who has gone on to take a team into a promotion. If you know what I mean, McCall left in circumstances which was just it wasn't he? He would have stayed on, but none of none of our managers have ever gone on to bigger and better. I suspect that Ian Murray <laughs> might be one of those. Yeah, so I, I don't so, wish yeah. him. I don't. I don't <laughs> wish him badly or anything, but. Uh, no, I
0: don't know if race rollers the <laughs> club, that I would never have yeah. gone race rollers. Well, that's the thing. They've obviously done the upset with Goodwillie this year. They've really caused ructions in their own fan base. Uh, so, so there's rumours that financially things aren't great there. So uh, that's why uh, it's difficult as a manager, Rick. Right? Because say, say that Airdrie do lose a whole load of the players and Murray stays, and you've got, I love got themselves together, Falkirk, McLennan, you'd expect to sort them out and see what McPake does there, suddenly Airdrie could be fourth, fifth, in which case Ian Murray's probably not going to get a sniff of any championship job um, but as you say, there's no you think the Wraith could could struggle financially in which case uh, if he fails there he's got two failures at championship level on his CV he's done well at Dumbarton when he first started and he's done okay at Airdrie if you, you could you can view the every time both ways, so uh, it's a big decision for him to take. But I don't begrudge him. I think uh, he's got to take he's got to take the chance to manage in the championship and try and prove himself there. Um, and it would have been nice if he would stayed, but I completely understand it. Uh, and yeah, it's just. It's what might have been with the playoff final, but that being lost, uh, it's just weird. That w- what happens now? Um, so, so other things, pitch, new pitch down. Have either of you, you been pitched. trying to get down there to join Brian McPhee and
1: Alan going getting some for the for the garden? I'll, I'll maybe try getting a bit where Athol Abbey did his turn against Ventrose. That's the well, that was a lovely
2: bit. Yes, that, that actually, was. That's a... the bit
1: I would like <laughs> you know, if, it, if it's still going. I never what? managed
2: to get anything from the old Broomfield, so I don't suppose I'll get anything from. <laughs> Uh, the old pitch they say it's being recycled what, do, what on the earth
0: does that mean? I assume that just means it, get, it doesn't go in landfill, it'll go off and somebody can somebody can do something with it, no. what I don't know I know uh, that actually, I, I, my dad having been captain at the golf club at the time they got a whole load of broadwood and used it in various paths around the golf club uh, no when way. it was redone so maybe uh, yeah, uh, maybe I think something, I saw something it, like
1: that I was either Twitter or Facebook but the ex-Albion Rovers chairman he was saying it's a shame that you know, they can't send it to clifton hill so i don't know if that was a if that was a hint maybe to send it to our send it to our near neighbors and maybe give them a a half decent pitch um uh, we'll see what happens
2: 15 years old (laughs) we
0: were we were desperate to be replaced so i still
2: prefer grass
0: I, I, there's, there's no uh, argument that.
2: I don't I mean give. the drug, Sorry. <laughs> well, alcohol. No yes.
0: I think a, a good grass pitch is where football should be played if possible. But it just lets clubs at our level open up the stadium for rentals and and, and whatever else. And when you see a bad grass pitch at our level, then it uh, worse, yeah, yes. It makes three G look like a good option. Um. Yeah. So uh, any anything else? So, so I get what we're now waiting to see is what happens on the playing side. And playing football at this level, I think most of them were on one-year contracts, with the exception of Smith, Salim and and maybe a couple of others. So I, I guess we just need to wait and see what what unfolds. I was actually the pitch. I I suspect that's a six-figure sum to put a new pitch down, which I think is just a, a good sign that the people that own the stadium aren't trying to cut um, corners it. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, they, exactly it's a long term play uh, so they will want the football team to, to prosper because uh, yeah. that's always always the fear uh, and it's got to be uh, they've got to just do the best that they can, I don't expect them to be out there throwing everything at it because uh, that's how clubs disappear but they've done At uh, uh,
2: uh, 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 the, uh, the final game there I couldn't believe the cues at the pie and the amount of revenue they must have taken in that day was was something else. So we really need to get crowds up around about the thousand mark. Um, I'm not sure what the average crowd would have been this season. Probably more than last season, obviously, or the, the season that we were allowed into in the grounds. Um, I need to check with John Anderson. I got hit
0: by weed three games in the 500 limit, so I think that kind of skewed our figures as well. So what was that? Uh, yeah. I think it was think only one of the seven hundreds.
1: One of them was against Falkirk as well, which obviously would have increased your, your crowd by yeah. quite a bit as well. But um, no, I was just gonna say as well, you know, I mean I don't know Paul Heffrington at all, but certainly anyone who does talk about him does say that he is committed and does want to take the club to the, the championship at the very least, and that he, he wants the club to do it because obviously he sees that as his I guess his main revenue stream. So so hopefully that continues. I mean, obviously he's not got he's not got endless pockets but hopefully we'll be able to you yeah. know hopefully we'll be able to make the most of that commitment um, sooner sooner rather than later. Yeah.
0: And I think uh, where football clubs do well? It tends to be because there's a bit of stability behind the scenes and stuff. So for a spell Aberdeen took two Motherwell managers in a row and Motherwell continued to do well and Aberdeen continued to struggle. So Hopefully, uh yes, Ian Murray did quite well, but that's because he was given support and he was given a, a solid basis on which to, to build. Uh and let's just There's that no hinting
1: about we are getting Martin McGee. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: would doubt it, I would doubt it very much. Maybe get Gordon Shracken uh, as well.
1: As long as he keeps his clothes on, that's the that's the main thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we'll wait and see. Uh, I think it'll be uh, well, we're, we're in for a, an interesting few weeks, but uh, yeah, a lot of change, disappointment with the playoff final. Uh, but a new chapter, and, and we, we go again.
2: Yes, I think we, we have to go again. I mean, obviously, I'm more senior than you two, but I mean, we've been through these kind of things before. Uh, the institution is the most important thing, not the people who happen to be passing through.
1: Uh, that sounds awfully profound. Um, but the we are the club. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and um, well, obviously we're in transition now. But a lot of the teams in our league are as well. You know, Dunfermline have appointed McPake who I, I don't really rate. Falkirk will still be rubbish because they always are. And um, well, Kevin Thompson might leave Celtic as well. Who knows what will happen there? So, so yeah, it's definitely an opportunity to to build on what we've done, and and hopefully that is what we'll do this season. You were-
2: supposed to